You are listening to the 12 Stone Podcast. For more information on our eight locations or service times, please visit 12stone.com. Now enjoy Pastor Kevin Myers as he delivers fear. Fear because you're in this place. So we call on your name. So call on your name, Jesus. Oh, yes, we do. We worship you. You are here. And you're moving in our midst. Oh, I worship you. Yes, I worship you. You are here. Working in this place, oh, I worship you. Yes, I worship you. Let's sing that again. Say, You are here, moving in our midst. You're moving in our midst. Oh, yes, you are. I worship you. Yes, I worship you. And you are here. And you're working in this place. Oh, I worship you. Yes, I worship you. Let's tell who he is. Because you are a miracle work, promise key, light in the darkness, my God, light to you. Because yeah. you are a miracle work. Keep light in the darkness, my God, light into you. You are here. Come on, touching every heart. You're touching every. Oh, yes, you are. I worship you, Jesus. I worship you. And you are here, healing every heart. I worship you, Jesus. I worship you. And you are here turning lives around. Oh, yes, you are. Yes, I worship you, Jesus. I worship And you are here. You're meant to give Oh, I worship you. Even when 
church. I, I don't know how you're still seated if you are at home. I really don't. I mean, if you're physically able, just, just stand up. Maybe you got a handful of kids around you. That's all right. Stand up. Maybe it's just two of you and you're sitting in bed. That's all right. Stand up. If you're in the car, you don't have to. <laughs> that is who you are, God. I mean, right now, at least in the, the privacy of where you are worshiping as we're worshiping as, as one church in many locations at your home, 
You ought to be high-fiving each other. I mean, this is the moment where you just say, wow, God, that is who you are. Maybe you just say amen. Maybe you're a little less expressive and you, you say it with a little lower tone, but you say it with deep reverence. Amen. That is who you are. Whew. I, I want to offer a prayer. That's why I would like to have you stand for a moment. Maybe you want to kneel. I don't, I don't know. Whatever you're physically able to do. But as we're praying together as a church over a community, over a nation, over a world, I want to give you a prayer that you can always go to. Psalm 103. I love the message version. Psalm 103. Listen. And this is a prayer, so if you want to bow your head, you can. Oh, my soul, bless God. From head to toe, I'll bless his holy name. Oh, my soul, bless God. Don't forget a single blessing. He forgives your sins, everyone. He heals your diseases. Oh, God, please do. It's who you are. He heals your diseases, everyone. He redeems you from hell, saves your life. He crowns you with love and mercy, a paradise crown. He wraps you in goodness, beauty eternal. He renews your youth. You're always young in his presence. Don't you like that, the eternal God? You're always young in his presence. And God makes everything come out right. <laughs> Hear that again. God makes everything come out right. Oh, it's a great prayer because it affirms who he is. And because of who he is, it affirms what he does. That is who you are. So have a seat. Get back to your comfortable place as an individual, as a couple, as a family. Maybe you're gathering with friends in your home. Maybe this is first time you've ever done church online. Maybe you're not even part of a 12 stone family or a church. Maybe your faith has been adrift. Maybe this season is, is capturing your attention and you're wondering about God, faith, and things of that matter. Maybe, maybe you're not even sure you believe any of this. Maybe you're spiritually unresolved. Well, you're welcome. Good call. I don't blame you. We're very aware that while we feel like we're in charge of things, we're clearly not in control. It brings things into focus and it stirs conversations that we should be having. Of course, we're having these conversations in rather unique circumstances because here we are. <laughs> I, I, I get to teach today, but this is a unique way to teach. I, I've, I've never taught entirely online, so I can't say, welcome to 12 Stone across the campuses and online. I can just say online. <laughs> oh, in fact, yesterday we had our our prayer time, Saturday morning, 8 a.m., online only. That was powerful. In fact, when we made that shift after enduring 21 days of prayer in January, and there was an awareness that, that God's calling us to be so deeply rooted in prayer as, as everything is held together by Jesus to transform souls, families, and communities, then we shifted this small group of praying over us every, every Saturday night at 9 p.m. to Saturday morning at 8 a.m. and just start inviting everyone who wanted to come. And I know it was crazy in this sense. I thought, well, oh, God, could you give 1,000 people? Would 1,000 people join in prayer? Listen, I, <laughs> that has, that yesterday, some 2,400, 2,500 people either online live or online later in the day joined in that prayer. So this moment today, church, this is well prayed for. You're well covered. The Spirit of God has something for us today that's going to encourage us. And part of that prayer time, I, I asked. I said, if, you, if you're right now in the live prayer chat, in the midst of this pandemic, talk to me. T tell me. Tell me about your fears. What do you fear? Whew, I mean, it blew up flooded with the list of fears. And, and, and I get it. So today and next week is a bit of a timeout from our series. And I want to give you two mantras. Two mantras 
that have to get in our soul, get in our heart, be at the front of our minds. Help us walk through this season and beyond. I'm going to give one mantra today, the other mantra next week. It's going to take both weekends to put this together. But you're going to get the first one today. And a, a, mantra, a mantra is a thing that, that uh, you repeat frequently. It, 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 it's a statement that, that you say to yourself and each other again and again and again because it's a, it's, it's a declaration of how you want to live. So here's the first mantra. I'm, I'm going to put it on the screen. Things may be falling apart for us, but they are falling in place for God. Things may be falling apart for us, but they are falling in place for God. At your homes, wherever you are, repeat this with me loud so everybody in the room can hear you. If you're on your own like me, will you just say it loud? You ready? We're going to do it a couple times. Here we go. Together with me. Things may be falling apart for us, but they are falling in place for God. Again, things may be falling apart for us, but they are falling in place for God. Listen, this has to get written down. Get your phone out. Type it in. That to get a note paper and write it down. Kids, memorize this. Students, memorize this. Uh, adults, memorize this. Write it down and put it on the fridge. Every time you go to the fridge, you get that mantra before you. Put it at the door when you walk out so that you see it. Put it, put it, on, the, put it on the mirror in your bathroom. And so when you wake up in the morning, you remember, oh, yes, things may be falling apart for me. Things may be falling apart for us. Ah, oh, but they're falling in place for God. They're not falling apart for God. <laughs> Say this to yourself and to each other. It's a mantra that needs to form us in the days ahead. Things may be falling apart for us. We, this past Friday, had 20 12-stone men fly back from Kenya missions trip Marsha and I flew back on Friday from Israel, our trip. We were uh, part of this whole equipped missions organization with John Maxwell. You know that we host that at the, the Sugarloaf uh, campus there at the Leadership Center. I'm on the board uh, with John and a crew of people. And, and it really is an expansion of this uh, transform souls, families, and communities. And, and this whole work with Equip is transforming countries. This was part of a, a group trip. I got to do some teaching uh, with John, a couple other pastors there. And it was just, it was a good experience. But while, but while we're on this trip, thankful to God that, that it wasn't one of the locations where you got to worry about quarantine and where there's, there's high danger. Same thing with the Kenya group. So that when we got back together, we ended up accidentally at the same airport. We're like, oh, thank God, uh, did good work, but glad to be home. But, but while we're in Israel, this whole time that things are cascading at a, a, a speed that's surprising, I'm just, I, I'm going to be honest with you. I, I start feeling the same fears everybody else. You're like, well, of course you did. But I, I'm long distance. And I'm, I'm, I'm keeping up with the news every day. Everybody on the bus is having the conversation. And the coronavirus, the, 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 the COVID-19 keeps being the conversation. The more we talk about it, the deeper my fear goes. I'm like, I, what's, what's going on? How bad is this getting? keep calling my, my son, Jaden, the 16-year-old who, who, who we left here, and you know, he's got a sister assisting and all this. And son, you know, how you doing? What are you doing? Well, well, I'm, I, I, I went to Chick-fil-A. I mean, that's pretty much, uh, that's all the conversation. He's not having a coronavirus conversation with me. Not, not that he isn't smart, not that he doesn't care, but it doesn't hit him with the weight because he doesn't carry the weight. And I, I get it. I'm like, every day, I'm like, well, where'd you eat? I, I went to Chick-fil-A. I'm like, son, how many times can you eat at Chick-fil-A? He said, only six days a week. <laughs> I'm like, well, that's true. That's true. All right. But I'm telling you, the NBA postpones, cancels the season. And, and what's going on nationally and internationally, the information keeps coming. You can feel the fear rising. And I feel the fear rising. And then we try and talk each other out of it and walk among places in Jerusalem where Jesus walked. And, and I go, whoo, I get freed up. I can, I can breathe. And then, and then it's not long and I get my head in it again. I'm like, I need to get home. And then there's problems with the plane flight. Well, will we able to be getting, get, to get home and got to change the flight and try and get home earlier? And, and I, I was like a yo-yo. I was like, fear faith, fear faith, fear faith. Anyone? I mean, you, you got to put your hands up at home. Don't don't, don't sit in there like you're not participating. If you've experienced the yo-yo of, of I get afraid and then I think I'm going to be okay and then I'm afraid I'm be anyone, anyone, of course. Of course, part of the experience. That's why when, when I asked, hey, 
what are your fears? You, you wrote them down. Let me, let me read some of them. Just right off from the live chat during prayer. I'm afraid my kids will get the virus. It's a real fear. I'm afraid I'm going to lose my job. It's a real fear. I'm afraid of the uncertainty. It is. I'm afraid of shortages of food or needed supplies. I'm afraid my business will drop off and add more financial strain. I'm afraid that the hospitals will become overwhelmed and the medical system won't be able to handle it. I'm afraid my aging parents will be infected with their fragile immune system. I'm afraid with all this economic uncertainty. Those are real fears. We have real fears. This COVID-19 came from Wuhan, China, and from an animal source. And there's no human being that has an immune system to fight it off. And we don't have a vaccine. And yes, it's cold-like, but it's not just a cold. And it moves to flu-like, but it's not just a flu. And it can go into pneumonia. Well, these are real fears. These are facts. Well, since we don't have a vaccine, we're not sure how this this thing is going to be resolved, solved. We don't have an answer yet. Seems truth is 75, 80% of the people who, who get it will have varying degrees of suffering, some none, some pretty heavy. But then there's another group, 15, 20%, where it gets more serious. And the older you are, the more at risk, or maybe the really young, more at risk. And the immune systems where they're, where they're less, less uh, stout. And that requires the hospitalization and the like. And then there's this 2 to 3% who, who pass, who die from this. this. These are all real fears. This is why we're in the social distancing that we're in. But, no, but did, did, you, did anybody really see it at this speed? I, mean, I didn't think when I'm doing this casual missions effort and going out and doing some things in Israel that over the, the 10, 12 days, it, it, it just cascades like this. And I'm over there like, is this, is this crazy? I mean, are we overreacting? But, but at the same time, we're trying to slow it down. It's transmission of a disease. I get that, which leaves us right here. You're, we're moving church to online. Yeah, the economic fallout of this, very real business. Real fears. Wall Street. Whoo, that's a scary tumble. Some good recovery Friday. Delta Airlines, you know, canceling 40% of their travel. The impact on them economically. My son works there. I have friends there. I pay attention to this. And and we got our own real fears. But listen, listen. Yes, we have real fears. But what about real faith? What about real faith? I mean, literally... The timing of it all. This, this Israel trip was planned a year ago and all the details and investments in this. And, 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 but while this is cascading, Marsh and I are in Israel. We are walking the places Jesus walked. The birthplace of Christianity. The culmination of all that God was doing for the thousands of years leading to the sending of his son. We are walking where God and human flesh walk. And while all those fears are just, are just kind of sitting deep in my soul, the spirit of God is also speaking. What about your faith, son? What about your faith? Yes, we all have real fears, but we have real faith. The, the living God is among us. So yes, we have the experience of things falling apart for us. They were falling apart for the disciples. I, I, I walked in the places of, of the Garden of Gethsemane. And, the, and, and, and then we walked where, we, where, where they believed that, that Jesus went before Caiaphas uh, under trial. And the place uh, 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 where they believed that, 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 that Peter denied Jesus. I mean, things were falling apart. I mean, we're going to follow God. And therefore, as we follow God, we always make a plan for God, don't you? I mean, I know God is great. I know he's awesome. But I've made plans and I've shared them with him as to how things should look in the future. Don't tell me you don't do that. Like, God, by the way, this is how it should look. I've made some plans. Um, If they don't align with yours, check mine out. You might want to make mine the A plan. Roll with it. You know, 
Well, they had the eight plan. Jesus had a different plan. Things were falling apart. Now, now they're, they're bailing on Jesus, and Peter denies Jesus three times, and the disciples disperse. They, what is going on? Things are falling apart. Look at John uh, chapter 16. Jesus, in the pre-conversation before this ever happened, he said to them, listen, you're about to make a run for it, saving your own skins and abandoning me. The one that they say they would never abandon. I won't abandon you. I won't abandon my faith. I won't run from what I deeply believe. I know you're the Christ, the son of the living God. We won't abandon you. And Jesus says, listen, you will. When things start falling apart, you tend to fall apart. Fear takes over. Things unravel. guys, you're, you're going to fall apart. It, that isn't all he said. Let, let, let's go on. He, he also said this, the Father's with me. See, when it looked like everything was falling apart, Jesus knew it was falling in place. Oh, this, this, is not, this is not just a mantra. This is who God is. And therefore, what he does. The Father's with me. I've told you all this so that trusting me, oh my trusting. You're going to put your trust somewhere. Today is a day to get this mantra of truth in your soul. Trusting me, you will be unshakable and assured. Do you know what this world needs right now? People who know real fear, but above that, know real faith. And the real faith overwhelms real fear. It just sets everything in perspective. And, and because you trust him, you have unshakable and assured faith deeply at peace. How could you be deeply at peace? Things are falling apart. Yes, but they're not falling apart for God. They're falling in place. This was God's plan. They were falling in place when Jesus was betrayed and put on trial. They were falling in place when Jesus was beaten and the crown of thorns put on his head. And we went to those places. We walked them. When the, when the cross was placed on his shoulder and he walked the Via del Rosa, and we walked those paths that they believe Jesus walked. We, we got to the place of Golgotha where he was crucified and took the weight of sin on him. And the disciples kind of watching from a distance. What's going on? I mean, things are falling apart. No, they were just falling in place for God. He was buried. You know, in Israel, they think there's uh, two likely locations where he was buried. We stood at both. Many times we sit in the season between the uh, burial and the resurrection and the uncertainty as if our uncertainty is God's uncertainty, and it's not. When it's falling apart for you, it's not falling apart for God. It's just falling in place. And so Jesus is saying, in this godless world, you will continue to experience difficulties. In other words, trouble. In other words, things falling apart. But take heart. I've conquered the world. Take heart. I've conquered the world. You know, listen, if you're sitting with somebody, that's another high five moment. Kids, high five your brother, sister, your mom or dad. Somebody get up and move around the room and get a little high five going. If you're spiritually unresolved and you're not getting fired up yet, that's okay. You're asking these questions. They're legit questions. But I want you to know who he is. Jesus said, take heart, I've conquered the world. That's a pretty big conquering. See, things are falling in place because, of course, what we know is that he rose from the dead. It looked like the devil was winning. It looked like Jesus was crushed. It looked like the whole kingdom of God had, had come to nothing. But it wasn't falling apart. By the way, it may be falling apart for us right now, but it's not falling apart for God. We can't see it yet but things are falling in place. That, that's what we need to know. <laughs> so Jesus rose from the dead because God majors in new life. Listen, God majors in new life. He just majors in raising things from dead, turning things from falling apart to falling in place because that is who he is. God is sovereignly working things for good. He can't help himself. It just He's over it all. So Jesus rises from the dead, and all of a sudden, everything changes. See, people of faith know when it's falling apart. They don't deny it. They don't say, I have no fear. They, they just surrender that fear to great faith because they know things are falling in place, because they know who Jesus is and what he's done. Look at Revelation, what he said to John and all of us. I am the first and the last 
that's pretty broad. That's the beginning and the end, right? I am the living one. I was dead. I was dead. I'm not dead. I was dead. And now look, I am alive forever and ever. I hold the keys of death and Hades. In other words, I brought about a resurrection, the power of God that brings about resurrection to new life. That same power is in you, God in you. In the midst of circumstances where it seems like it's falling apart, the power of God that raised Jesus from the dead is the same power that's working and going to bring things together for good. That's who our God is. Oh yes, you'll have trouble. You'll have seasons where things are falling apart. And by the way, that's not just on the macro level that God is sovereign. That's on the micro level. It's not just the big things. Oh, you're saying God is sovereign over the big things and they fall in place. Yes. But the little things as well. On the micro level. The things you write down on your list of fears. Those, those might seem micro level in the light of the whole world, the universe, and the kingdom of the living God. But yes, still falling in place in the little things. While we were in Israel, uh, we had a moment where we were going to do a photo. And I, I'm not going to explain the details of what makes sense. I'm just going to give you a context. So John Maxwell was at the end of this long rope that they pulled out. We were going to go up Masada, and, and I ended up on the front. And so I'm holding this long, thick rope, and I've got it over my shoulder. And, and, and at this moment, we got to make it look like we're pulling, like, well, like we're pulling John at the end. It's a leadership thing that we're doing. And we, I, I got shorts on, Marsha behind me, and, and we're going to set this thing up. And, and, and there's a whole line of us and John at the end. They're doing a really cool picture. And they said, make it look like you're pulling them. And so I'm getting set. And this guy, I, I just met him, but, you know, we'd only been a few days in the bus and, and together and connected with him. He's from Alaska, and, and, and he slips up to me on the side, and he says, hey, um, you know, by now I've taught a couple times, so, so hey, hey, PK, yeah, he said, um, your fly's down, man. Your zipper's down. Now, I, I know he's just joking. He's, just, he's trying to make me, you know, have that moment where I look down and feel foolish. And that, it, listen, it's happened to me 100, 150 times. It's, it may not be in your world, but for people who, who have to, to get on something like a platform or teach, you know, before you walk up, somebody's always trying to say, hey, 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 your zipper's down. And just to make you check it, just to make you insecure, just get your mind off, say, just, just, just messing with each other. So, of course, I'm, I'm going to let it go. But then I decide I better not let that go. So I try and do, you know, one of those careful, you know, not it, the dude was right. <laughs> it, oh, my goodness. He's rescued me from great embarrassment. Now, in the grand scheme of things, I went back to him. I said, dude, thank you. In the grand scheme of things, does that really matter? No. You, sometimes we think, in the grand scheme of things, is God really involved in things that kind of matter more to me? And maybe God's not involved. He doesn't care. He doesn't come alongside. He doesn't rescue me. He does, oh, hang on. The, his whole point to his disciples is that he does just that. You ready? Look at Matthew chapter 10. I think I have that one. Do we have that one? Yeah, we do. Jesus said to his disciples, therefore to all of us, are not two sparrows sold for a penny? Yet not one of them will fall to the ground outside your father's care. God isn't just involved in things falling in place at the macro. Jesus is bringing it right down to the micro. And even the very hairs of your head are all numbered. So don't be afraid. Don't be what? Afraid. Look at each other. Wherever you're seated right now, we're listening. If you've got somebody with you, look at each other and say, don't be afraid. Say to each other, don't be afraid. If you're on your own listening to this, just say to yourself, don't be afraid. You are more, worth more than sparrows. You see, Jesus is saying he's in the macro and in the micro. When he says he's working things out for our good, and Romans 8 means 
down to the detail, the, the hairs of your head. Now, I don't know about you, but that seems like a really busy job to me. I, I, I take a shower, and it, it, there's, there's hairs, and, and I don't have a lot, and it's not very long, and it's, it's not complicated, but the number's changing all the time. You see where I'm going with this? I mean, Marsha, my, my wife, she, I don't know what goes on for the ladies, but I just, I know what happens there. Yeah, when she blow dries her hair, I mean, we got hair everywhere. We, we could make carpets over, over the years. I mean, I don't know what angel got assigned to her, but it's a little tougher job than, than the one assigned to me. I mean, he's got, can you imagine God saying, how many is it? Well, just a second. I'm trying to keep up. I know it doesn't work that way, but it does. He's making a point. He's, he's involved when things seem like they're falling apart for you. You know what? So there I am. Standing in, sorry. Standing in the very place where Jesus rose from the dead. And God whispers to me, because I'm thinking, God, this is going to blow up my world. I got grandkids, I got my kids. I, God, I love those people at 12 Stone. I love that community. Don't know how we're going to be able to serve them. Are we going to lose Easter? I mean, how, how does all this play out? I, I'm not, we're not going to cancel church. How do we go do this? It's just cascading. Not that garden to me, whispers. I make things fall in place, son. See, Easter, April 12th is coming. We're all fired up for celebrating the resurrection of the living God. Jesus from the dead, yea, God. And we're going to have that celebration in four Sundays. Are we going to do it together at physical campuses and have all 40 services? I don't know. hope so. Kids are going to get back to school soon. I don't know. I hope so. If not, we're still going to celebrate Easter. We're going to gather in homes and, and, and we're going to celebrate the living God because he was once dead and now he's alive. And the power of God that raised him from the dead is the power of God that raises us to new life. We don't have to live like anyone else on earth because of the power of God. Things may be falling apart around us, but they're falling in place for God. And we're going to worship the God that makes everything fall in place. So we have real fears, but church, we have real faith. And listen, when your faith is greater than your fears, you live like no one else on earth. You live free. So let me give you a couple of things. Number one, confess your fears. Just do that. Confess your fears. You might not do it all right now, but confess your fears. What are you afraid of? Just like I asked and invited the people in the prayer chat. Maybe right now you begin to whisper them to God. Maybe you'll do it after this time of worship. And then when you're done confessing your fears, declare your faith. Declare your faith. God, you make things fall in place. I don't know. It's, it's, it's not entertaining, but it almost is because we try and take control. And the declaration of faith is that he's in control. So you turn it over to the one who is in control. You don't take control, but we try. And you see evidence of it. When we, I'm in Israel and we're reading. People are buying water. Costco can't keep up. They're limiting. What, what, why are we buying water? There's nothing about this from the government or anyone else cascading down that says, now go get water. We have faucets. Our water systems are fine. This isn't even threatening our water. But why are we all running out and buying, buying water? I don't know, because that's what panic does. I mean, we're, and, and we're trying to find the things we can control. I mean, in the Great Depression, there was a run on banks in 1929. We have a run on toilet paper. That's what the news is going to say years down the road. A run on toilet paper. Why? I don't know. I, there's nothing about this that says toilet paper is going to rescue you in the midst of COVID-19. I mean, I don't. I, but, but you know what? You want to go after the things you control. Somebody's told me when we walked in today that, that there was a guy literally on the 
on the side of the street who had collected toilet paper and was selling four for 30 bucks and there was a line of people. I don't know. I did. I sometimes, I, oh, maybe, maybe we go too far. Maybe I'm making fun of things I shouldn't. I just, listen, yes, be wise, prepare. But you're, you're not going to get this under control. Wash your hands, do social distancing as appropriate. That's why we're doing it. Just be financially smart, yes. But above all, pray. Above all what? Pray, because we depend on God. Declare your faith. We depend on God. Put that mantra in your soul. Things may be falling apart around us, but they're falling in place for God. Say that again. again. Repeat that in you. Listen, you got to put, uh, you, listen, if you don't put faith mantras in front of you, you'll have fear mantras all over you. And listen, I'm going to give you just a little caution. Caution the people who keep saying the sky is falling. Practice Practice social media distancing. Practice social distancing from the people who keep saying the sky is falling. Just stay with me. There are some people who say 365 days a year it's going to rain. And then on the day it finally does, they said, see, I told you. And I just want to say, see, I told you what? You didn't tell us anything. If you say it every day at some point when it rains, you say you're right. The truth is you were wrong 345 days. And you missed the sunshine because you were always preparing for the rain. Uh, get yourself around some sunshine, people, okay? Because honestly, you, we help create some of our own problems. Fear unravels your life. Get your faith above your fear. Listen, some people feed your fears and some people feed your faith. Get around feeding your faith. Yes, I know there's no answer yet. There's no vaccine. But this is going to be okay. This is going to be okay. This is going to pass. The 1987 Black Monday happened two weeks before we launched... Oh, this is never going to pass. We're dead. This church is never going to work. It passed. It faded. 9-11. It passed. Yeah, things shifted. But it faded. I'm not making light of it. I'm just saying there's an answer. There's an end. 2008. Crushing. It passed. This will pass. There's an answer. They'll find an answer. And the media sensationalizes this. Do not, do not make a diet of the media. That's just my two cents. And somebody said, well, what if this is the end? Okay, okay. What if this is the end? Well, for all of us who know Jesus, this is an upgrade from cabin seating to first class. I'm good with that. <laughs> so I go to heaven? Good enough. Good enough. And more reason to be people of faith who help everybody else find the Jesus who loves us. Declare your faith. You know, yesterday we got done with prayer time and Chris Huff, he was working in his office. He called me and told me this story. He said a guy was knocking on his office window, of course, because the, the church closed and, and, you know, we're getting ready for this. And he said, inevitably, when, when that happens, someone gets around and gets to find somebody in an office knocking at somebody looking for benevolence. And he said, you know, in my own spirit, I'm like, I got to get stuff done. We got to do this online. Got a lot of things. Okay, okay, God, I got help me get a good attitude so I can go help this guy because I need to make it about somebody else. Goes down the hall and says, yes, how may I help you? And the guy says, listen, I saw that we're going to online only, which means I can't give my offering." And a couple of weeks back when PK taught about honoring God first, it was transforming to my soul. I realized he wasn't first. And I've committed to honoring God first. And I know the only way my life works is if God's first. It's the only way my faith works. It was so revolutionizing to me that when I heard it last night, I, I had to come over here today. Can I give my offering? He said, well, you can do it online. I know, but I need to give this cash to him first so that all the rest is under his protection and provision. That's my only hope in these times. I mean, I, Chris is telling me, he's, it just starts to break his heart. He's like, here I am thinking about, oh, this guy's going to interrupt me when this guy is in a moment of worship. He lets a guy come in. He gets an offering envelope, fills it out. And, and before he puts it in the little safe on his own, Chris is like, well, he's not putting it in. He, maybe he can't figure out how you just pull the thing down and put it in. And he said, I want to approach him like, hey, dude, can I help? And I realized that the guy was praying. Saying, God, I put my faith in you. 
Chris prayed over the guy and then Chris called me. I don't know, I wept. I was on the phone, I couldn't respond to Chris because I'm like, that's who we are, that's what we do. That's who God is. That guy's figuring out, I'm gonna declare my faith. Listen, things happened in Nashville. I'm doing some texting while we had left and um, the tornadoes hit and when we're having conversations. Kevin Queen is his senior pastor in Cross Point Church, our brother and friends up there. And their church got hit a little bit and people in the area like, hey, we wanna do something as a church. Now, should we stop? Do we stop? Do we, do, we, do we isolate right now as a church and say we got to protect ourselves? Or do we continue this spirit? And so I just want you to know, church, you, you, you sent a, a, a check of um, a rather large check to help encourage uh, their church and fellow churches up there. And this was kind of cool. I got back and um, they shared it with me. I mean, Kevin Queen and I were texting all this. But I saw that he sent a video. Look, I don't... I'm not saying, oh, you, you have to start giving. If it's an act of worship and, and God is first, then, then you can give. And I want to play the video, uh, thank you video that Queen uh, sent back. But uh, I think you can text um, if you want to give. Can you guys put that up there? And kind of here's the, here's the how you can text to 37748. It, it's an act of worship for our family. Just God first and putting things first. And, and, and that'll let you participate as, as you desire before the Lord. But, but in that, I want you to see Kevin Queen's thank you video. And just you celebrate what we get to be a part of and give toward. And, and, and we give. Uh, to the kingdom of God and through our church to the impact that God is making. Check out this video from Queen. I thought it was cool. Hey, 12 Stone, I want to send you a video and say thank you. Uh, last week, our building took a direct hit by a tornado and uh, suffered a lot of damage, but it was the communities around that, uh, that experienced so much destruction. People lost their homes, people lost lives, family members, loved ones, and uh, and so it's been amazing to see the church be the church, go out and serve thousands and thousands of people serving in the community, bringing the hope and love of Jesus to people who need it in real practical, tangible ways. And uh, in our building, um, we were without, not able to meet in the building. And uh, it's because of your generosity that we were able to gather at Allen Arena, gather together as a church and worship. And we were, we were able to help people practically in the disaster relief. So, uh, so I just wanna say thank you. One of the first people I heard from after, uh, after the tornado hit was Pastor Kevin and uh, Pastor Jason Berry. And uh, they said, we wanna, we wanna give you guys a check to help in, uh, in disaster relief, to help you recover ministry. And so, uh, so thank you for the way that you've come alongside us and support us, 12 Stone. Love you. If I was there with you, give you a big hug. But uh, I just know we love you and we're grateful for you. Come on, church. That's right there. That's who the church is. See, because faith is greater than fear. Real faith overwhelms, overwhelms real fear. So here's the mantra. Let me just give it to us and, and, and wrap it up and have in our soul. Things may be falling apart for us, but they are falling in place for God. So let me pray over us. I want to go right back to Psalm 103, only I want to personalize this prayer. So bow your heads wherever you are. Heavenly Father, I want to pray this over the people I love over this gathering of people who just mean so much to me, but so much more to you. With the confidence of who you are. So God, let me pray this over them. Oh, my soul, bless God. From head to toe, I'll bless his holy name. Oh, my soul, bless God. Don't forget a single blessing. He forgives your sins, everyone. Oh, God, forgive our sins. He heals your diseases, everyone. Oh, God, heal this disease. Protect our church family and our community and our territory and our world. May this disease not become epidemic. And He redeems you from hell, saves your life. Oh God, as we move toward Easter, may this be the most impacting Easter we've ever seen as people come into the kingdom. And if some are listening right now, and if you don't know Jesus, I want you to know we're praying this over you, that he may redeem your soul and save your life. He crowns you with love and mercy a paradise crown. Do that over us, O oh God. That love and mercy, not fear, may dominate our lives. He wraps you in goodness, beauty eternal. He renews your youth. You're always young in his presence. God makes everything come out right. And he does. Now, church, things are unique in this season of time. So as we say amen to that prayer, Jason Barry, would you come out and, and help me a bit? We, we want to, come on up here, Jason. We, we want to, 
talk to the church family about how, how things are unique. And we're, we're going to do some things that are really helpful to people like family devotions. Can you, can you catch us up? Yeah. Um, the thing you need to know is this. 12stone.com slash church online is going to be the hub that has everything you need to know uh, and how to connect with us and how we can connect with you over the next two weeks. And so one of the things we're doing is this. You said feed faith, not fear. Your church family, we want to be a part of helping to feed your faith. And so every night at 7 o'clock, we're going to do family devotions together. Uh, it just feels right, doesn't it? Let, let's, let's feed our faith together. And you have all day watching the news and all this going on in your social media. What if just once a day we all sat down together as a church family and did family devotions together? Maybe that's a rhythm you've wanted for some time. Well, guess what? You got no kid sports. You got no dance recitals. You got no, nothing to do with the kids. You've got no sports, maybe bowling, but who, who watches bowling at this point? I don't know that's going to uh, happen. That's not going to help yeah, anything. Every, yeah. So you've got space. Let's put a new rhythm. Let's take advantage of the opportunity God's put before us. And we're, as your church family, we're going to help you. And so we're going to invite you into some of our pastor's living rooms. And we're going to model what family devotions look like. And you, you, mom and dad, get to lead that with your kids. You get to lead that with a small group or some of your friends or by yourself. We're going to do devotions together. That's going to be great. And then secondly... It's always been our heart to help people who are in difficult situations. It's part of our, our vision 2020 to transform families, souls, and communities. And so we started with Knockout Hunger. Here's the cool thing. Uh, some of the co-ops in our, er our territory still have some of the boxes we collected at Christmas that they're still handing out. But we know there's a need. There's a reality. There is a legitimate need. And here's what's, here's what's great. Our school systems have been incredible. If you've not heard, our schools are opening up to feed kids who are on free and reduced lunch. They're actually sending buses around on the bus routes to help feed. And so that's a huge burden lifted for us. But there's still more to do. And so starting tomorrow from 10 to 2, Monday through Thursday, 10 to 2, Monday through Thursday, you can drive by any of our campuses, drop off food, and we're going to get that immediately to our partners in the, in the community. And we get a chance to be a part of actually helping uh, with, you said it, but toilet paper and, and yeah. supplies and food. And on that website, 12 slash church online, we have a list of the, of the biggest needs that we have. And that's just, that's our heart. That's the heart of God. I think the church shines the brightest in the darkest season. So we get to go be the church. Let's feed our faith and let's put faith into action and let's, let's be the church. That's so good. Would you, would you pray about that? Would you just pray over this effort and over the Absolutely. families and, and we'll let that be kind of the culmination of our Absolutely. time together. And so Jesus, uh, we just stand that everything that Pastor Kevin preached today, we, we choose to feed our faith. God, even though it looks like things are falling apart, we believe they're falling into place and we just place our trust in you. And so we, we, don't, we don't mourn like the world mourns. We don't fear like the world fears. And so God, I, I pray that in this season that we would actually have an opportunity to put new rhythms of spiritual disciplines in place, God. That maybe, maybe this will be a season we grow. Like these family devotions, maybe, maybe this is something we do for two weeks. <clears throat> But actually, it's something that lasts way longer than two weeks, that you start something in families, God. And we got kids' curriculum to go alongside of this and student curriculum to go alongside of this. And God, what if, what if you would actually grow families up in this season and in this unique reprieve from any activity and busy, busyness, that God, we would go deeper with you. And then God, I pray that you would help us to be the church you envisioned as we serve our community. God, 12 stoners all over the place on social media collecting food already before we even had a chance to start it. People closing down businesses and taking their food and saying, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go feed people. I love this church, God. Thank you for their generosity. Thank you for making us who we are. But God, would we, would we be able to be a tangible, practical part of the solution in this territory? And may people weeks, months, and years from now say, I did not believe in that Jesus stuff, but someone who loved Jesus came and served me and fed me, and I had to take a look, and I am now a follower of Jesus because of it, God. So would we, as your church, shine brightest in the darkness, and would your name be honored and lifted up and glorified by the way that we serve the people around us? Because there's no one like you. You are worthy of our praise. You're worthy of our service, God. We love you so much. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Well, we will see you tomorrow night at 7 p.m. Yep. And that's Monday through Friday, then yep. Saturday, 8 a.m. prayer time Correct. online, and then back here uh, next Sunday together online for the second mantra, two mantras we need to navigate this that change our lives. All right, you know how we close. For God is good. All the time. And all the time. God is good. Have a great day in the Lord.